Welcome to Dynasty for the Common Man, where an average Joe Dynasty player just wants to talk with other average Joe Dynasty players. My name is Nathaniel Broughton. You can find me on Twitter at Nathaniel Bro. Follow me for interaction. I don't push out any hot takes or statistics or anything like that. What I like to do is talk draft strategies and Twitter polls and talk trade ideas. So find me on Twitter and let's connect. Let's get to this week's show. Welcome to the Dynasty for the Common Man podcast. Thank you for listening in. We have a special guest, Daniel Dandemol from Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, And he's joining us. He reached out to me through uh, Twitter and said, hey, I want to join the podcast and super excited to have him. So I want to say hi to everyone, Daniel, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, what's up, fellow fantasy addicts? I'm Daniel. I'm from Des Moines. Uh, pretty simply put, I, I'm a fantasy football fanatic, uh, an NFL fanatic, college football fan, somebody who lives, breathes, eats uh, football. So uh, I'm super excited to be here, have a little conversation about what I've been doing in the fantasy, in my fantasy life what what the rookies look like this year and uh just throw some ideas out at you guys yeah you had mentioned in our correspondence that you you had been on a dolphins podcast you had you had had a dolphins podcast for a while yeah so a couple of years ago i'm i'm a member of a miami dolphins fan page on facebook and a couple of years ago we like to do a lot of very interesting things for the fans in that group I believe it's the best Dolphins fan page on the on the internet, and we doing things like live broadcasts. I actually got to interview an ex-player. I interviewed a guy named Travis Wingfield, who is on uh, the NFL Network and stuff sometimes now. And we decided to start a podcast. It was called the Fin Fans Podcast. I was on that podcast. I was one of the original founding members of it on that podcast for a good six or nine months until my youngest son was born. And once he was born, I kind of took a, a back seat and stepped away from the podcast for a while and hadn't got back into doing it since then. So they've got a really good group of guys there. And, and I loved being a member of that podcast. I still listen, you know, twice a week. So it's a, it's a good spot. Yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, you got to interview some people. That's super fun. Yeah. Uh, I got to so interview you- an old offensive lineman named John Bach, man. He's, he's a lot of fun. So <laughs> So were you like, was your, your parents or like your, your dad a big football fan? Like where did your addiction to fantasy football and football in general come from? My older brothers were both fans, NFL fans, college football fans. I had a, my, my older brother that was directly above me was a Dolphins fan. My uncle was a Buffalo Bills fan. My older brother was also a Miami Hurricanes fan. So, I mean, I, I grew up in Iowa and I'm a Hawkeyes fan, but I also love the Hurricanes. And I grew up watching Dan Marino play football. And if you know anything about Dan Marino, he was an amazing football player to watch play. Yeah. And I fell in love with the Dolphins. Uh, I have been a Dolphins fan since I could walk. I love competition. I used I, I played in high school, obviously, you know, never, never got to play at any higher levels than that, but sure. love the game, love the competition, the camaraderie and fantasy football is just a natural thing for me. I mean, I can't, stop thinking football so 
if I can be involved in as many leagues as possible, I, I love that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit of like, uh, how long ago you started in dynasty? What kind of stuff do you look for when you're joining leagues and how many leagues you're in and that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I've been a redrafter for a really long time. I, I believe I started playing redraft. Uh, it was actually a keeper league the year that priest Holmes went down and Larry Johnson took over for him. And I don't remember what year that was okay. 2010, 2012, something along there. And, and I was hooked right away. I had Larry Johnson. He came in and he won me my very first league nice. and I was hooked immediately. So I've been doing redraft for a long time. I'm the commissioner of quite a few leagues. I have some home leagues long running home leagues. I've always been a proponent of having a commitment and staying in that league. I have a punishment league, uh, multiple trophy leagues. We've, we've been running for a long time. Last year was my first experience with dynasty. I started two dynasty leagues for some friends. I had been thinking about putting it off because of COVID, but I went ahead and started two. And, and I tell you right now, redraft does just not feel the same to me anymore. I, yeah. I don't know how I can have any more redraft leagues than the two long running home leagues I'm already in. I started two more startups for dynasty this year. I have joined a couple via orphanage, uh, you know, teams that were orphaned and, and I was invited to leagues. I, I was in 29 redraft leagues last year. I'm in a group of guys who we call ourselves the fantasy degenerates. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's the truth. We were drafting multiple times a week leading up to the, to the season, but I just don't see myself doing that anymore. I'm, I'm absolutely hooked on dynasty. Yeah. So how many dynasty leagues are you going to have by the end of this off season? Do you think you so I have 29 redraft? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to kind of try to keep it to somewhere between two and four a year. I, I started the two last year. Uh, I went about those leagues in completely different manners. It's going to be really interesting to see how those pan out long-term. I started two more this year, one of which is an empire league. If you don't know anything about an empire league, it's basically when somebody wins multiple times, they win a side pot. So okay. I'm looking forward to that. And I joined a 16 team uh, Devi league. I was invited to, I took over an orphan. We had a dispersal draft and then after I had talked with you the last time I was invited to take over an orphan on a 28 team dynasty league. Both of those leagues are full IDP things that I haven't done in 10 plus years. Oh, wow. And, and I'm in the middle of a, a dispersal draft for that 28 team league now. So I'm going to stick with the two that I started that I'm commissioner of. Yeah. I'm going to uh, stick with these two, the 16 and the 28. Those are, are biting off very big bites. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, stick with those and see what I could do, build, build me a couple of championships and I'll, I'll join a couple more next year. So I got to imagine, I mean, with your fantasy degenerate guys, um, several of them are in the dynasty, maybe life with you or are some of those guys in these leagues. So the dynasty leagues that I started, yes. Okay. Uh, there are multiple members of that degenerate group that are hometown friends, guys yeah. that I've been, that I, I know and love. And then some of them are guys that we have found online over the last couple of years, the 16 team and the 28 team. No, uh, they're not. I actually, there was another orphan available and I reached out and nobody wanted to take that bite with me. So <laughs> I, I'm kind of stepping out into new territory for that degenerate group, but okay. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully they listen in and uh, get, get hooked into dynasty because it is 
it's a, it changes the hobby big time and for the better. I, I totally agree. Absolutely. But I, uh, I've been in, in Dynasty since it's 2005 or 2015. I don't know. I started, I started playing fantasy football with my dad back when I was in like middle school. I was the co-owner with him in his work league back when you had to do newspaper scoring. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, had a friend who did basketball Dynasty League uh and i was like is there a football version of that and he's like i don't know so i googled it and found out about it and 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 i as well commissioned my first league with my home league and uh yeah it just changes <laughs> it changes everything so but uh you've gone into the far deep end of the pool with a 28 team that that is there copied players or is that only There's one not. player for the whole league Nope, there's not. So it's a one quarterback league. Obviously, you don't want to yeah. do a super flex with 28 teams, but no, yeah. it's uh, one through 28 in the rookie draft. It's very similar to what the actual NFL draft is going to look like. I don't know what I, I've done a little bit of research as to how these guys drafted last year. But the thing is, is I mean, the only players that aren't going to be drafted are the offensive linemen. Yeah, you know, so I'm I'm very anxious to see how it's going to pan out. I'm how many, very how many rookie rounds is there going to be? There's seven, seven, seven rounds. rookie rounds. Yep, yep. There's seven. I mean, you got to build. You got to have your defensive linemen, defensive ends. There's there's eleven defensive starters and oh, wow. ten offensive starters. So it's a okay. full IDP. Okay. Wow, that is wild. Yeah, it's wild. Um. Okay, so we'll talk a little bit about the dispersal experience in a bit, but I wanted to ask you about Devi. So we had someone on a couple, I don't know, five episodes ago talk about um, IDP in individual defensive players, but we've never had someone who does Devi uh, on. And so Devi, if you're not uh, familiar, people, that stands for developmental. So these are college players that, that Daniel's going to be drafting onto his team, hoping that they make it to the NFL. Um, so what, uh, what piqued your interest and what do you, have you learned about as you've done your research on how Debbie changes the strategy? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this. So I've been a college football fan my whole life too, but being, you know, a diehard Miami Dolphins fan and a fantasy football fan, it's been, it's harder to pay attention to college football as I'd like. Right. So when I started hearing about these Devi leagues recently, I started talking about them a little bit and the universe just kind of gave me an opportunity. Somebody had posted that they had an orphan to take over in a Devi league and I jumped at the opportunity. So basically what this is going to look like, and this is the 16 team league. It's going to be, there's going to be a four round rookie or a four round Devi draft, a seven round rookie draft. And each year, what happens is you, your Devi roster will transfer over to your NFL roster. So once the NFL rookie draft hits, the players are depleted. Whereas like, for instance, this year, the best players available are Javante Williams, Kyle Pitts, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Everybody else is taken. So it's really given me an opportunity, not only to look deeper into these college football players, but also to have a stake in them. So I've got Jace McClellan and Tank Bisbee on my, my Debbie roster because I took the initiative after the dispersal to go and get those guys because I believe in those talents. And I'm not going to have an opportunity to draft high upside running backs unless I'm very in the very top of the, the rookie draft. So 
the thing about Debbie is you have to not only be able to have a spot to find Debbie rankings, but also an opportunity to watch film and, and look at the traits of these guys. And I'm looking forward to it so much. I, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even really describe how excited I am about this opportunity to do Debbie. Yeah. So are you, are you like thinking you're going to get into scouting as well? Cause yeah, I mean, you really do. It's for me, like I let other people do the scouting cause I'm only concerned about the rookies, you know, for this year. But if, if you're in Debbie, like, there's probably not that many people out there to trust and and you are a diehard college fan yourself and you just love football in general like is that something you're like i want to i want to learn how traits of a wide receiver i want to figure out quarterback traits for you know is that something you're interested in i mean yeah absolutely it's been something that i i've watched I don't just like to watch highlights. You know, I like to watch film. It's, there's a guy named Brandon Lejeune who, with Deep Dive Debbie or Debbie Deep Dive who puts out some film that I, I love to watch. He's got the the dashboard that if you don't know what that is, check him out at Deep Dive. Uh, and then there's Ray GQ at Destination Debbie. These guys are the pinnacle of having an opportunity to really dive into these younger guys, these college guys. And I've got you know, I've got my dual screens here. I've got a 45 inch hanging from my, from my ceiling and I've got the, you know, the 29 inch monitor. So I've got, I've always got something going on one screen while I'm doing, you know, whether it's draft prep or whether it's rankings or whatever on my other screen. I don't know if it's something I'm ever going to get an, an opportunity to get into, but I would definitely revel in it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell me about these orphans. So you took, so both, of your two new dev or uh, your two new leagues, they're both Debbie. Is that right? No, the sixteen team, team the 16? is the sixteen team is a Debbie league. The twenty eight team is just a regular IDP. Oh, okay, okay. But they're both orphans. They, you weren't in the startup draft. Correct. And uh, do you find these things on Twitter? Is that how you found them? Or I did. Okay. Yeah, I did actually. Just being involved in conversations with some people and following different threads. Uh, I haven't been involved with Twitter for very long, but it's already paying off for me and I, I absolutely love it. So yeah. yeah, I found both of these on there. Okay. So tell me about a dispersal because I've taken over orphans before, but I've never been a part of a dispersal draft. So maybe break down a little bit how your first one went and are you still in the second one? I'm still in the second one now. Yeah. We're at like pick 113. Okay. So yeah, uh, so talk to me about the first team, uh, the 16 teamer first. Yeah. So what happens in a dispersal and, and it doesn't always happen when there's an orphan, because if there's just one orphan, somebody will come over and take over the orphan. If there's two or more orphans at, on the same off season, it gives new owners an opportunity to draft their own team and not just take one over. So in both of these dispersals, there was three new teams coming in, three new, three new league managers or team okay. managers. And those managers, all of the, all of the assets from the previous team were dropped from the team and put into a pool. So rather it's uh, all your offensive and defensive players, but also all of your draft picks, your 2021, okay. your 2022 draft picks. And in this case with the 16 team, all of the Debbie roster players, as well as the Debbie roster draft picks. Oh, so okay. what happens is, you know, you randomize the order. You go, there was three of us, you go one through three and then snake back three through one. Yeah. And I believe we had something like a uh, hundred rounds or something, somewhere like that, 90 something rounds. And we just 
you know, went back and forth in a snake draft and, and we drafted only from the pool of assets from those three previous orphans. Okay. So what was your strategy going into that? Were you going to prioritize those picks? Were you going players or a position over another, or what were you thinking? So it was definitely my first experience with dispersal and I've, I've already uh, had an opportunity to see where my strategy took me and different avenues to, to find a better path. So when, when I was looking at this very first one and I, and I did the same thing in the second one, you know, I'm looking at the quarterback position right away because being in such a deep league, you have to be able to have a quarterback of any sort of, you know, value. And so the very first thing I did in the first one is even though it was a one quarterback league, I looked, there was Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson available. I had the third pick. Both of those guys were there. I took them both on the turn. Nice. You know, those were the only quarterbacks of any sort of value at all between the three teams. And, you know, it was kind of a rude move. I would say, I, I think it was kind of a rude move considering Nobody else was really able to, I think Carson Wentz was the only other startable asset. Yeah. But in the end, what it allowed me to do is, you know, I heard you talking about Superflex dude on one of your previous podcasts, and he's a yeah. proponent of in Superflex being able to trade down and gather value at other positions, and just downgrade your QB a little bit. After the dispersal draft, I did that a couple of different times with not only Russell Wilson, but also with Deshaun Watson. And I was able to downgrade my quarterback in a one quarterback league and garner draft picks and other assets that I needed for the future. So yeah, uh, I built for the future. I tried to take one cornerstone at each position after I jumped on those okay. uh, quarterbacks. That was not possible at wide receiver or running back because the dispersal guys, that, the guys that were in there with me, they snatched those up quick. Right. But the other positions, I was able to grab a cornerstone and I was able to grab quite a few draft picks. And I focused on my Debbie roster. Uh, hmm. and, and I really like what the future is going to look like, but it's going to be a rough 2021 in that league. <laughs> Very did rough. You even, did you even bother? I mean, with the depleted rookie draft, like, did you even bother with rookies and just go with Debbie picks instead of rookie picks? So I tried to take one out of three. So okay. there was obviously there was three 2021 first rounders. Okay. I, I think I got two of the 2021 first rounders. And then I grabbed two of the 2021 Debbie first rounders. Uh, I did definitely try to build through the draft and through picks and through Debbie. Yeah. But like I said, I was able to get some cornerstones too. I didn't bother with depth right away. I, okay. I pulled a Chase Young. I think I pulled uh, one of my defenders, my defensive lineman. I grabbed a really good defensive lineman. I was able to get Cameron Hayward. I, I really pulled a few cornerstone guys that will help me but nothing as far as depth is concerned Xavier Howard was another one of my picks I, I tried to get yeah. a key cornerback but I'm I'm definitely looking at building through the draft and through Debbie yeah so what uh what did you do to downgrade I'm curious just like what did you what were your trades if you can remember that downgrade yeah, so- quarterback? let me pull it up real fast I was pretty excited about the way I did a couple of these I traded Deshaun Watson and I was able to downgrade to Matt Ryan and Allen Robinson. So I got, I gave up Watson, Galladay, and Donovan Peoples Jones for Ryan, Julio Jones, and Allen Robinson. Oh, wow. So I downgraded 
pretty significantly at yeah. the quarterback position. And I gave up a good wide receiver, but I was able to grab two really good wide receivers and a fifth round draft pick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also was able to grab Tank Bisbee in that trade. So uh, a future asset, a future first round rookie pick, hopefully in Tank Bisbee. And that the value of something like that is going to be extreme. Yeah. And then I then I gave up Russell Wilson for a Debbie running back, Isaiah Spiller, in, in 108 in the rookie draft. Okay. I like that too. And then I was also able to just kind of get some other future draft picks. Jace McClellan in a second round Debbie. I, I picked up a 2022 first round pick. Uh, and that was for like Kareem Hunt and Darnell Mooney. So I was able to, I gave away some assets that would have helped me this year. Yeah. But I did it to gain not only assets that will help me next year, but more than just one or two. Right. Right. Yeah, are you looking then to move Allen Robinson once the season gets a little closer as well? Because it's not like you're really hoping to compete right now. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'll be looking to to move on from Robinson. Uh, I'll also be looking to move on from Julio Jones. And more than likely, what's going to happen is both of these guys are going to show out. There's going to be a team that's right in the middle of the pack who thinks they have a chance. And then I'm going to flip them for multiple ones. Hopefully that's, that's the plan. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I love the strategy of uh, the veterans now because they're going to increase in value later. Yep. Instead of just going for picks now because they're, they're, they're shiny now, but they're also a high priced right now. And they come with a lot more risk than, you know, what Julio and Allen Robinson are. So absolutely. And I'm definitely okay with having those type of guys downgrading you know, it's the super flex dude strategy for the quarterbacks and super flex. It's downgrading at a position and then garnering additional value somewhere else. And, and I love that strategy. I've actually been using it for a long time outside of super flex and I'm, I'm really looking to do it in these bigger leagues. Yeah. Nice. Um, so in your second, in your 28 teamer, uh, how, what's that dispersal been unfolding? Like, is that same with three teams or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same in this one. The, the actual value at positions is even more scarce because it's 28 teams. So, yeah. I mean, I, when I had the first pick Mahomes was one of those players and, and I didn't mess around. You know what I mean? In a 28 team league, uh, I took Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. And a few rounds later, I was able to get the fourth quarterback off the board and the only good backup. And that was Jalen hurts and what, and I'm not even out of the dispersal yet. Uh, the rest of the league mates are able to to look in. I'm not even out of the dispersal yet, and I've already got offers for Jalen Hurts. So yeah. that definitely paid off for me too. But I took the same strategy here. Get some draft picks, grab some cornerstones, and not worry too much about depth. So I've got Mahomes and Chris Godwin. I got Patrick Queen. I've got two first-rounders next year, two second-rounders next year, two third-rounders next year. I tried not to go too deep into actually having backups. Yeah. Just having some cornerstones. Yeah. Man, I got to imagine that the, the build will, I mean, I always am like saying you can rebuild a team in two years. Um, but gosh, in a 28 teamer, I don't know. <laughs> it feels like a five year project. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Because I mean, specifically once I'm past it, 
my 2022, like I said, I'm going to have two early first rounders, two early second rounders, two early third rounders. I've actually got three early fourth rounders. So I might have a chance to do something good in 2022 in the draft. But after that, what it's going to look like is it's really, you get your own draft pick. And right. if, if you finish strong, you know, and you pick 123, or 125, right. you get 123, 223, th- and it's the, the talent really dwindles quickly. Sheesh. So it's yeah, gonna your be first tough. Round, your first round picks is less than a, a, all the second round picks and the first round picks combined. Wow. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I am, you know, I've never even contemplated doing something this deep, yeah. but now that I'm in it, I'm already in love and I can't wait to build a champion, you know, oh, really, man. really show my medal. Yeah. I, uh, a friend of mine is starting a, a contract and salary cap league. And, um, I'm pretty nervous about it. I've never done any of those and I'm not a big number cruncher, mm-hmm. but uh, if anyone drops out, I'm going to message you and be like, hey, you this? <laughs> yeah, if there's an orphan next year, let me know. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking to join another one this year, obviously, yeah. but yeah, absolutely. I'd be down. It's, it seems like that would probably be the next step for me. It's one of those things that I'd never thought about doing, you know, but I'd never thought about doing a 16 team Debbie league. And yeah. I'd never thought about doing a 28 team league. So when I think of a salary cap league, I kind of, you know, uh, I have to swallow my stomach, but I would more than likely be in because I'm a degenerate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to wrap up a little bit of your current situation. Just talk. And uh, I love talking rookies. It's the time of the year to talk rookies. Um, um, instead of talking about specific players, and you can mention specific players, obviously, but I, I wanted to talk about a little strategy. Sure. Um, so first off, um, what are you doing? What are you reading? What do you um, do? You do your own spreadsheets? Like, how do you prepare for the rookie draft, and when do you start? Yeah, so I definitely don't do spreadsheets or anything like that. I will let others do that and kind of follow along. Okay. So. I, I start doing my rookie stuff and this is why Debbie is so exciting for me. I start doing it about mid season the year before. Okay. So in my current dynasty leagues, I started trading and getting coming off guys and going after guys and going after draft picks last year, about mid season. Okay. Uh, I did the Julio Jones thing in my other dynasty league last year, actually. Uh, I ended up trading him right before he got injured for two first rounders. So uh, yeah, that's looking pretty nice right now, but I'm a delivery driver by trade. So I'm in, I'm in a, you know, a 26 foot box truck all day and I am just soaking up content. I've got a playlist of on Spotify of probably 20, at least 20 different dynasty football podcasts, uh, just football podcasts, Debbie podcasts, and they, they just run one after another, after another through my ears all day long. Yeah. So Monday through Friday, I'm always listening to content and soaking up what people have to say. And then in the evenings, you know, I'll have two or three hours after the kid goes to bed to come down here to the computer and put in some work, some analytics stuff. What are the guys did I hear talking about these guys? What do I believe about their analytics? Uh, and I do everything on paper. And I'll throw some film on and I'll look at, you know, Dynasty Nerds has some really great content on their page about just the film work without the commentary about what people think of them. Mm. And, and 
you know, Ray GQ and Brandon Lejeune, these guys have film that I, I love to watch. So that's what I'm doing in the evenings as well. My fiance is not a huge fan of there not being a, an NFL offseason anymore. <laughs> but but I'm plenty busy down here putting in the work trying to determine who I like and what I want to do with these rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um that's, that's, that's pretty well. So are you watching like YouTube, like clips and cutups and stuff that they, these guys are putting together or sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff on YouTube. Like like I was talking about with Lejeune, he's got the, the Debbie dashboard and that thing right there. He's he's got links to everything. You can go for Debbie, you can go to Huddle H U D L. And it's got these guys' high school tapes for on Dynasty Nerd. He's got all the the cutups from the the games they played last year, the year before, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to watch their actual film so I can see what they do on every play. Yeah, you know, and that really gives me an idea better than just their highlights because everybody looks good in a highlight package. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's talk about the early round. What do you? Uh, doing during the early round of a rookie draft. So the rookie draft, you've got your prep, you've done your trading, you know the board. The, the draft starts. Are you are you a go get your guy? Or are you a drop back? Let the draft come to you. Like how do you? What do you want to do during the early round, the first round mainly of, of the rookie draft? So so far, so far, and la- this is my first dynasty off season, right? Because I'm a little bit new to dynasty. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm all in. I'm all in. But I've got I've got two leagues that I took completely different strategies in. One in which I went and traded for proven guys, Saquon Barkley when he got hurt, Michael Thomas when he was hurt, that sort of thing, and tra- traded away most of my draft capital. Yeah. So in that one, I'm sitting back, I'm waiting until the third round gets to me, and I'll take the guys that I still believe in at that spot. Yeah. In the other league, I started midway through last season gaining capital. So I've got the 101, the 106, the 109, the 201, the 205, 206, 208, 209. Like I've got capital galore in that draft. And I've done my homework on these guys. I know who I like as RB1. I know who I like as wide receiver too. I've looked at what I like to do is I like to go through team by team on my dynasty. And I kind of project where these guys are going to go with the capital that they have. So as of right now, I think at 106, my wide receiver two, Rashad Bateman, is probably going to be there for me. Yeah. So I'm not going, I'm not going to be trading up in that league. I'm going to sit and let the draft come to me. And then later in the draft, I'm going to be listening to offers for the picks that I've got and try to accrue more value. Okay. I've got a really solid team. I don't I'll be drafting for depth after the 101 and 106. So okay. I'm uh I'm going to be trying to accrue more value, whether that's in the draft or in future drafts. Yeah. Are you getting offers for the 101? Are you entertaining those offers? Or are you planning on making that pick? Yeah. Look, everything is everything is able to be traded for the right price. And my league mates know that because I've told them multiple times. Yeah. However, uh, I'm, I've got a few offers for the 101 and none of them are going to shape up. No. You know, I, I, they, it would have to be a lot more than I've, than I've got offered up to this point. Yeah, I, I'm planning on taking that pick, and, and it's a one QB league. So, you know, the 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 name on the card is Najee Harris, and I'm ready to turn it in as soon as the draft starts. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so yeah, well, I'm curious to see uh, what strategies you entertain with those those seconds and those thirds. Uh, are you do you want to package up, or you want to 
turn them into future first, like a 2021, 221 seconds and turn that into a 2022 first or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's kind of what I'm hoping to do. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, come the second round, I know at 201 that there's going to be some guys that have fallen to that spot that I really like still. Okay. There, there are some guys that are going to be there that I really like still. So what I would assume is that the same thing is going to be true for my league mates. Mm -hmm. And so once we get to about that point, I am probably going to be looking at packaging some of that stuff together for a future one, maybe even some proven talent or some guys that I really believe in. You know, there's uh, there's some guys that I really believe in that that didn't perform that well last year that I would definitely be looking to acquire from these more desperate managers. Yeah. So you mentioned Najee Harris is your RB one and that Rashad Bateman, he's your wide receiver two. Is that you said? Yep. 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 What if, uh, what if Pitts is there at one Oh six? Are you interested in him? So this is not a tight end premium league. Okay. And and I've got TJ Hawkinson and I've got Adam Troutman. So more than likely, no, uh, if it was a tight end premium league, 100%. Yes, absolutely. I'd be looking at pits there and, and I want to accrue as much value as possible. And being as it's a tight end, uh, it's not a tight end premium league. I, I don't see you taking pits at six. Okay. Where do you think he, where would you be feel comfortable taking him? I would probably be comfortable taking him at 108, 109. Mm-hmm. Now, I, there's a good chance that he does not fall to me at 106, regardless. Because, like I said, I've done the homework in this league. I've gone through each one of these teams. I've looked at their needs. I I know most of these guys from the degenerate group or from my home, sure. you know, from my home city. Yeah. So I kind of know what they like. I I don't see Pitts being there for me because, uh, you know, I got a couple of teams in front of me that don't have a tight end. Yeah, they're a little tight end yeah. hungry. But I would feel comfortable taking him about 108, 109, depending. Yeah. I've got probably four or five wide receivers and three running backs that I love above him. Okay. And depending on team makeup, I would say 108, 109. Sure. Sure. Um, well, I, uh, I've learned a lot. I'm, I'm interested in trying to dispersal the draft now. I, I shouldn't have had you on because now <laughs> I, got, I got too many of these already. And then now I'm like, I want to add another one. Well, I tell you what, there's something else called a second chance dispersal. That's not just for orphans. And Tell me about that. So what happens is if there is an orphan, uh, you can open up to the rest of the league and say, okay, so we're having an orphan come in. We're going to do a second chance dispersal, everybody. And so then anonymously, these league managers will come in and they'll say, okay, I want to be involved in the dispersal, the second chance dispersal. It can have anywhere between two and four to five league mates who said, you know, I don't really necessarily like my team right now. And I wouldn't mind throwing them all back into a second chance dispersal. And then however many anonymous managers say, yeah, let's do it. Then not only the orphan that's coming in gets to participate, but so do they. And it's, it's the same basic principle. It's all of the assets for that team go into a pool and all of the managers who have decided that to partake in the second chance dispersal, yeah. It's a draft one through three, one through six snake, just like you would any other draft. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I can just bide my time, wait for one of my leagues to have some openings, throw that out as an option. I like that. Absolutely. Idea. That's in the bylaws for the constitution that I've drawn, drawn up for my empire league. Nice. So, so if we do have somebody drop out, which I would definitely hope that they do not. Right. 
But if we do have somebody drop out, we're going to have an opportunity to do a dispersal draft. No, that's fun. Yeah. But they can't do it every year. You know, if you drafted a second chance dispersal, you're like, oh man, that was terrible. You don't get to do it again for, you know, a little while. You have, you know, a set amount of years or however. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Don't want it's called a second chance, not a third chance, not a fourth chance. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Yes, sir. <laughs> Well, uh, that is all the time we have for it tonight, Daniel. Just uh, it's been super fun uh, picking your brain and learning about uh, your dynasty journey. And uh, shout out to those uh, dynasty degenerates or fancy yes, sir. degenerates that are along for the ride with you. Um, and uh, if any of them want to join, just uh, let them know. There's uh, there's an open door. Yes, sir. We'll do. Appreciate you having me on tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. One of the things that I was surprised by when I was talking with, with Dan, Daniel, was he's, he's a 40-year-old guy who's been in love with football his entire life, uh, and he's been in fantasy football, I mean, doing a redraft for you know, 29 leagues. He's been in fantasy football for a while too, right? And yet this is, last year was his first year in dynasty leagues, and I'm just, I'm blown away by that because I, I feel like the dynasty is huge right now, but you know, there's just, it just speaks to the fact that not enough people have heard about dynasty. And that's one of my goals on this podcast is to help people explore the idea of joining dynasty leagues, getting more into this hobby that I love. I think the more people in it, the better. And, uh, I think just, yeah, it's a great thing. So the fact that he had been in, in fantasy football for so long and didn't know, that means that there's still plenty of people out there that need to know about the opportunity to expand their hobby, not just for, you know, the, the NFL season, but for the whole off season too. And, um, so get the word out, uh, invite your friends, create your own leagues. If you want to advice on how or what to use, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Nathaniel bro. Uh, you can also find Daniel at Danimal AF on Twitter. And, um, Another thing that struck me was the idea of, you know, how his scouting and all his podcasts and stuff like that and how, you know, he's, he's looking at film and he's connecting these people who they do break down film. <laughs> I, I'm not at that level. I don't plan to get to that level. I don't feel like you need to get to that level if you're, especially if you're not in a Debbie league. Uh, but I do, however, look at highlights. <laughs> I will YouTube the highlight packages for these incoming rookies. And I'm not really using it like scouting. I'm just thinking to myself, since I don't watch college football really, I should at least know what kind of player they look like. Um, so I'll watch, you know, a four to five minute highlight film of uh, Devonta Smith or, or Jamar Chase. Everyone in college football knows about these people. I didn't hear about them until you know, rookie season, you know, the, the NFL off season, college football, uh, playoffs and stuff like that. Cause I'm just not a college guy, but if you are a college person, you love college football, annual fantasy football. I mean, you really should meld these two into a Debbie league because that's just the perfect fit. And I have several friends who I'm in dynasty leagues with who don't do Debbie. And I just think, why not it? You already love college football. You should be doing W. You should be able to take advantage of the knowledge you have 
uh, and, and incorporate that into your fancy football hobby. So uh, you guys should check out Debbie if, you, if you're a college football fan as well. That is it for me. I'll have a, another episode uh, in early April as I've connected with someone else from Twitter who wants to join. And I would love to keep that rolling. Uh, so if you like the podcast or you just like the idea of being on a podcast, uh, find me on Twitter at Nathaniel bro and, uh, and see if we can make something happen.